0: Hello and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers Podcast, a series of healthy conversations with inspiring hustlers. I'm your happy host, Madeline Carafa, self-proclaimed health enthusiast and full-time hustler. Through storytelling, I combined health, well-being and business with a fresh perspective to share the stories of some of the most influential and inspiring hustlers. Whether you're looking for an engaging and easy to digest pep talk or a boost of healthy enthusiasm to fuel your health and wellness goals, the Healthy Hustlers podcast is your go-to for kicking butt in work and play. Welcome back to the Healthy Hustlers. Today, I'm once again thrilled to be joined by my good friend, model and presenter, Tegan Martin, as my co-host, as we chat to one of my favorite plant-based mamas. Tegan provides some incredible insights in this interview, so I was super excited to have her by my side. Now, let's get in to today's amazing guest. Today's guest is one of Instagram's favorite plant-based mamas. From constant health issues, lack of energy and terrible diet to plant-fuelled supermum, Lonnie Jane is inspiring hundreds of thousands of people to live healthy lives through her online community. One of the most knowledgeable and insightful people I am yet to meet, Lonnie openly shared her wealth of knowledge and years of research with us, inspiring me to continue to be conscious of what I fuel my mind, body and soul with. And I know she's going to do exactly the same for you. One of the longest interviews I'm yet to record, Lonnie shares why health is her highest value, what a plant-based lifestyle has done for her and her family, and how she has courageously built a booming online community through being real, raw, and relatable. Introducing Australia's newest feel-good place for all things health, beauty, and wellness beautifully healthy.com.au is here. Your new must go to shop for all your health, beauty and wellness needs. Good morning, Lonnie, and welcome to the Healthy Hustlers podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Super duper excited to have you and welcome to Melbourne.
1: Thank you. It's good to be back in my hometown.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's nice to have you back. Um, So I really like starting these conversations by finding out something about people that Everyone, I guess, on social media or the wide world who think they know, you don't necessarily know. So is there something fun or unique or a little bit different about you that people might not necessarily know?
1: i got a twin brother that used to play football for Collingwood, AFL team. We look nothing alike. He's like super, super tall, really, really dark skin, dark brown hair. We're like complete opposite. Um, He definitely got all the athletic type of genes than I did. No,
0: I like that. I think that was, that was starting very strong. Something yeah. fun. Now that everyone knows you have a twin brother, there you go. Yeah. You probably get heaps of messages about it on Instagram yeah. being how like, Oh my goodness.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: that's so funny. Um, so another thing I love to get to know is that obviously fitting with a the theme of the healthy hustlers, is there a little healthy habit or something that you've been doing lately that has really helped keep your hustle healthy?
1: has. Um, I do obviously my saunas, like I jump in the sauna. I've got a sauna at home. Um, so I heat it up and then I just jump in there when it's really hot. So I only have to be in there for about 15, 20 minutes. I get a sweat on within five minutes, like a full river sweat. So it feels like I've done full cardio lift workout for an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour, but I've only been in there 15 minutes. And I just sort of do that on like a little lunch break, and I'll just sort of do a bit of like a meditation and just like regroup my mind and then like get back into work and get back into the flow. Um, Eating-wise, I the last couple of days I've been doing like a watermelon cleanse, but it's kind of – it's mm. my own type of watermelon cleanse. It's like a base of watermelon and then like I'll – you know, say so I'll get a huge watermelon and then I'll cut it up into three, like a big long one, and then I'll cut it up into three and I'll juice – One of them I'll cut up the other one into cubes and then like I'll just use the other one as a bowl like, you know, and just do it all in different ways and then like across the two days I've just like eaten the entire watermelon but then I'll still have like, you know, like a miso soup or something to still Mm. support that. So it's like I'm detoxing, I'm cleansing, I'm hydrating. I'm giving my body a little bit of a break from like digesting heaps of food like especially if I'm having like late nights that I just need that extra support. So it's been amazing, Um, especially if you pair it with like you know, your beetroot as well, like, because that really helps, like, mm-hmm. oxygenate the blood. It just, like, sets me on fire for, like, writing and, and getting in the zone.
2: Amazing. I have to ask you if you're on the celery juice bandwagon as well. <laughs> right. I've been on the celery juice since it was a thing. Like, I know, so why? I. Yeah. I'm like, damn, all you people making celery so expensive. <laughs> yeah, no, I
1: love it though. I love that it's a thing. I just, I'm medical medium. Anthony Williams just done such a good job at, like, globalising oh something gosh. so...
2: Simple, Simple and Simple and pure.
1: Like when it went super trendy, I was like, um, I hope there's people like making <laughs> celery farms.
2: I know. I, I've <laughs> thought about investing of in of one. <laughs> we're going to run out of celery. Absolutely, yeah.
1: I, I went just to get some celery like from the markets and there was none.
2: I know. Apparently it's not too hard to grow. So I'm looking into that now yeah. because I'm scared. I need my celery I juice know. in the morning.
1: Like, yeah, but no, celery, celery juice is amazing. I love that everyone's jumping on board with that and it's not the easiest thing to drink either, but I think because people get such a benefit from Mm. it and it's something that you really do feel pretty much straight away. And I think with any juice, like even like my favorite juice is watermelon and beetroot. I love Mm. like straight away how it makes me feel and I see the results. So yeah, love it.
2: Watermelon's totally underrated, I think.
1: Oh,
0: see, I've actually always loved celery as a kid growing up my mum used to give us celery and peanut butter and it was like a bit of a treat in my lunchbox and I'm like whenever I would get a juice even as a kid it was always orange carrot and celery and people would be like celery why would you have celery and I'm like I actually just love celery
1: it's so delicious
2: that was not what
1: my lunchbox looked like (laughs) as a
2: child absolutely not well let's go into that a little bit we all know the uh current world of Lonnie. Lonnie, sorry, I did it already. Sorry, I asked her before we started this how to pronounce it. Um, we all know a lot about what you're up to nowadays and we're following you. We're super inspired by you, but can you take us back a little bit um, and let us know what your childhood was like?
1: In terms of health, not very good. I did not like fresh food. I did not like fruit. I didn't, like my member, my mum loved mangoes and I was like, ew, I'm not, <laughs> like I'm not, i will not touch that. like." My sisters just loved to eat kiwi fruit. I think it really stemmed because maybe I just wasn't well or I had some really like toxic load issues as a young child Mm -hmm. that I just didn't acquire the taste for fresh things. I just loved processed food. I loved salt. I think I had adrenal problems, you know, from an early age. I was addicted to salt. Mm -hmm. I would like hold the salt shaker in one hand and like the lamb chop in the other and every single bite (laughs) was salt on every single bite. It was just... I had to have a lot of flavor. So the processed food gave me that, but it also led me to feeling extremely low in health and just fatigued and low energy for Mm. the majority. Like I don't, I wasn't super active. I I just wrote a section in my book about how I was as a child, like being active and stuff and how I am now. Like I remember in school, like remember the beep test?
2: Mm. (laughs) Like
1: hated the beep test. (laughs) I would literally dread it. I tried everything to get out of it. It'd be like on the fourth beep and I'm like dead. Yeah. <laughs> my my chest was on <laughs> that fire. That salt wasn't putting you through. No, I was just, I just couldn't produce the energy in my body. My, my mm. cells were just were just not, not well. So um, I really loved processed food as a child and it took me a long time to actually realise what real food was and it wasn't until, yeah, I got super, super sick. I just literally couldn't get out of bed. All these symptoms, all these issues coming up, like, I was constantly on antibiotics and I just hit rock bottom and I was like, surely there's gotta be something else than taking another round of antibiotics. Surely there's got to be something else, someone else that can help me that knows what's going on. Mm. So um that's really what sparked the journey. But obviously I had to go through everything I went through as a like in my childhood, in my teen years, to hit rock bottom to like now be where I'm at now. And that's why I'm so passionate about it and just so stuck on it because it makes me feel amazing. Like I never feel this good. Like Mm. even when I was 10, like I didn't feel this good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So love it. I think that sometimes half the problem is people don't actually realize how good they can feel. Mm. And that's, we're so used to as a society, you know, feeling tired, feeling lethargic, you know, we depend on coffee. We're like, oh, well, you know, I am meant to feel like this because I'm working till midnight every night or, and it's like, we're not actually, thinking back to the most basic things that we're actually putting in our body yeah. and how we're fueling ourselves. Yeah. Yet we're expecting ourselves to do late nights, to, you know, go out and party on the weekend and not actually thinking, hang on, how is my body meant to keep up yeah. with this? Well,
1: it's just like a car. Like if you just drive a car and drive a car and drive a car, you want to drive a car from Melbourne to Queensland and you don't want to put oil, fresh oil in it and cool in mm-hmm. and give it the good fuel, you want to go and buy the cheap fuel, like your car's just going to run like a piece totally. of it. Like it's just not going to run well and your body's exactly the same. A lot of people say to me about, you know, I've shared a lot about trying to finish these books off and saying that I'm going to be doing all-nighters or like they say on my stories that I'm up at, you know, two o'clock in the morning and five o'clock in the morning and 12.30 and, you know, they're like, sleep's really important. Like, don't you know that? Like, you know, you, you're sort of setting a bad message there. And I'm like, well, no, because uh, well, for one, I think you have to hustle to get it done. Like it's the dream. And, mm. if, and, you know, when everything else is going on in your life, if you're not doing it on the side, you're not doing it. Totally. It's as simple as that. And I know how to do it properly by supporting myself, like, if it's through the food I eat, if it's through the self-care practices that I do, even though I'm maybe not be doing it as much as I normally do, like, I can do a 15-minute sauna break. I can go and, like, lay out in the sun for 10 minutes and I can do a meditation. Like, I would never have done that back in the day. Mm. I would have just run myself into the ground, like drank some V's or Monster Cans, like just powered through it. Yeah. And then just absolutely hit rock bottom at the end. So I'm at the end of, you know, this massive project that I've been working two years on and hustling on. Mm. And I'm like, I'm exhausted, but I'm good. Yeah.
2: Like I'm good. Because you have all these little tools and tricks now to recharge faster. Yeah. I love what you're doing because I work a lot with young girls, I'm a teen mentor, I um, have some programs, and a lot of what they're going through is so similar to what you just spoke about. They're all getting to this age around 15, 16. They have gut issues, autoimmune problems, and it's really scary. Mm. Like, it's happening
1: earlier and earlier now. Because definitely. Just because of how they were raised and the lack of knowledge like from the parents. It's not the parents' fault, mm. in like not in a whole, because they were not raised that way yeah,
2: they mm. raised, right?
1: and they didn't have like things like the internet and stuff. That we do now so we can actually really find the truth but it's definitely starting like younger and younger and we're seeing these hormonal problems in girls Mm. um, as young as you know seven eight years old that are getting their periods and going through these hormonal changes they shouldn't be going through for another like six Mm. years seven years they're going through their periods and these hormonal changes at nine ten years old Mm. and then they're like how can you be ready for that? Mm, and then you've got to deal with like the weight gain that comes from those hormonal changes. And if your hormones are disrupted and you've got like hormones out of whack, you're more prone to put on more weight. And then you have to deal with like being in high school and like yeah. all of that stuff. And it's just not nice to see, but I know that like as, me, as being a mother and like having kids, like I have a responsibility to try and teach my kids and open their eyes as much as I can to what I know. Yeah. And that's, as all, that's all I can do. Yeah. They're going to be exposed to all of the same stuff and even worse stuff than what I was exposed to because it's way worse now, the packaged foods and the exposure to all the toxins and all of that stuff. But it's just about awareness and you just have to raise your awareness and like share that with other people so they know too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I wish my mum was like you feeding me vegetables and only vegetables from a young age so I didn't know what the other stuff tasted like so it yeah. wasn't such a struggle now. <laughs>
1: but like really, like they still have stuff that tastes, you know, that's like a, that's Better. a treat and stuff but they just have, their palate is totally accustomed to mm-hmm. good, clean, fresh food. Nutritious, Like yeah. Rowdy, if he, he's exposed to normal stuff, you know, yeah. I guess I say normal because it's the majority. Mm-hmm. It's not normal to us because what we do is normal. But, you know, say we're at a party and, like, all the kids are eating, you know, meat lovers pizza and lollies and stuff. Like, he just won't touch it. He doesn't want to touch mm, it. Mm. There's I'm not saying that there's, like, if there's, like, a cake or something because we've made cakes and muffins and stuff that he, he doesn't know – He doesn't necessarily know, like, well, that mum makes that one and that doesn't look any different to the other one. He's
2: seeing that as the broccoli that we used (laughs) (laughs) because we didn't have any broccoli so all of a sudden it was like that was the ooh thing but he's thinking that about the cakes and stuff because it's a treat. Yeah. It's rare. It's just just different. Yeah. He's like, oh, what's that?
1: Or, But then he – but, yeah, I don't know. Brad, he's just not – he doesn't really care what everyone else is doing. He's not really at that age or he's just – Raddy's really in his own world. Like he just loves, like he'll just happily sit there and eat his cucumber and everyone else has eaten meat lover's pizza. <laughs> and he's totally happy about it. Like there's no, everyone's looking at me weird. Like he just, it's just
2: natural to him. It's amazing because he doesn't yet know the true benefits. He's just doing it he's because doing he feels it. good.
1: Yeah. And like I'll make him like a cooked dinner, we will make like spaghetti bolognese, you know, something like a little bit of a treat with like vegan cheese or something on it. Like my partner loves that stuff. Mm-hmm. And Raddy won't even, he'll be like, I'm not, I'm not even he will be like i am not i am not eating. He's like, I'm not eating that. That is so. Mum, can I please have macadamias, sultanas, and carrots? (laughs) I'm like, like, sure. um,
0: My cousin, she has got a little girl, and her treat is a date, and we'll be there. And she's like, Mum, can I have a date? And she's like, pulling the dates like they're lollies. And I'm like, Well, they are, though. They're they're so so sweet. sweet And And that's what my cousin's like. She doesn't know. That's what she knows. Like, that is sweet to her. And, you know, like, I know now, like, a date is so sweet. To me, like, even sometimes if I put them in the smoothie, I'm like, yeah. oh, that's too yeah, sweet. Too much. Because, yeah. but that's like you said, that's how my palate is adapted now to food. And yeah. I find healthy food, extremely tasty and delicious. Yeah, and, and, full, delicious. Like, full of yeah, and a, like a raw caramel slice to yeah. me with full of dates is, is really sweet and yeah. is enough for to have as a dessert. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just funny what training their palate and just not allowing – if they're not having it, then they're also not missing it as yeah, well. That's exactly the thing. Right. So it's the moment – it's like TV. If you let them watch it or they know what it is, then mm. they can miss it. But
2: if they don't have it and they don't have that iPad, then yeah. how can they miss that? Yeah, so moving on to a little bit more of your hustle, mm-hmm. today you're a mother photographer and the creator of Fields of Can you chat to us about your career so far and how you got to this point?
1: Everything I do now is an extension of what I've always, what I've learned throughout my entire life. Even if I didn't think it was something that was going to be important, it became important now in my life. So even if I was doing a job that I didn't like, I learned from it and I applied it to what I'm doing now, even if it was admin or promotional work or photography, whatever it was, everything I've combined into my own business now and my own hustle and what I do. So um, I started, Feel The Lean came after Instagram because Instagram came first. That was the first thing that came. I jumped on Instagram. I was a photographer, you know, I was working for an action sports company in Queensland after I moved from Melbourne and loved it. Like it was awesome. And my, one of my coworkers said, oh, you, you should check out this new app. It's called Instagram. And, you know, cause he, lo- he knew that I love taking photos. He's like, you can just, you can just upload your photos onto like a gallery. And I was like, why I've got Facebook. He's like, yeah, but it's just photos. Like you don't have to like, it's, you love it. And I was like, but why would, why would want people want to like follow that? I was just so confused. I'm like, but why would it, like, I don't need that. And he's like, I think you'll really like it. You can put filters on your photos. It's really cool. You can even make it private so you're no like, can dude,
2: see. like, dude, this is a waste of my time. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
1: anybody got time for that? But um, I got it anyway and you can scroll right back to like the first photos that I ever put wow. up and it's, yeah, it's nothing like obviously what I am now but I wanted to keep it there because I was one of the first sort of influencer people on Instagram. It was never an, in- I never intended or ever thought that it would be to what it is now. Never, ever, ever. My brain couldn't just it wasn't a thing, and so it was super authentic, jumped on Instagram, just started sharing my life I so you know as I share photos. That was sort of around the time that I was like starting to get really unwell. and I was partying a lot, like I was always drinking, always doing something, and I yeah, I got sick, I started to research more about like what i can what I can do, and I just naturally shared that journey with whoever was following me at the time, two hundred people. And it was never anything about how many people would see this, how to inspire people or anything like that. It was just like I'm just documenting what I'm doing. And that's still what I do now but obviously on a much larger scale. So, yeah, it just just came from that. I just kept sharing, kept sharing. And then it just sort of started gaining momentum. I think people really gravitated towards that they saw where I started and maybe that's where they were too. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, wow. She can do that. Like, mm. I can do that too. There's no reason why I can't do that because, like, she's done it before my eyes. So I think that's what really sort of gravitated people towards my page. And then, yeah, lots of people were just like, oh, you should write an ebook. You should write an ebook. You should write an ebook. Because like, I didn't have a blog. I didn't really have anything where I could share recipes. Yeah. And I didn't even really share recipes. I just kind of made heaps of random food because I was so new to the plant based lifestyle. I was like, I was just making stuff all the time, just trying to get creative with it. And I've always loved cooking and stuff like that, anyway. So it just sort of came natural to me. I just brought out my first ebook by demand from the followers, and then that just went gangbusters, and that was amazing. And did another one, yeah. So the first book that's where Field Loline was born because I wanted a name for the book, and I wanted something that resembled something that meant a shift, and not just in the body, like a shift in the mind, a shift in the world. So Feel the Lean is like you're feeling the lean towards the next thing. You're leaning towards health. You're leaning towards your optimal body. You're leaning towards optimal health, like a better earth, a cleaner earth, a greener earth. So it's so much more than just like lean, than just about being lean. And maybe a lot of people don't actually even see that and I have not actually ever really articulated that very well, but that's what it means to me and that's where Feel the Lean was born. And it's just sort of, yeah, it's carried on through there and it's now where it is and I'm just about to release two brand new books. Oh my goodness.
0: Seriously, what a journey. It's so amazing though to see what you've done and how you've turned your life around. What was the initial turning point for you? Like when did you, did you have a bit of a light bulb moment or were Was it just that you, yeah, did you end up just actually being that sick that it was like I need to do something else and then you got so invested in finding out more and, you know, researching what you were doing and you wanted to share it?
1: The real turning point for me was that I'd went to the doctors once again because that was the support that I had and it was the only support that I knew. And I love my doctor and he's still my GP now and he's great, um, although I have a lot of other people that that I let support me too, like my naturopaths and stuff like that. But um, it was, yeah, once again, another round of antibiotics. And, like, I honestly felt like it was the 20th round of antibiotics for the year. I was just, like, I was in the worst pain. My bloating was I couldn't wear a pair of leggings. Like, it was that painful and tight and hard. It was just, you know, I'd be constipated for weeks. It was really Mm. not good. Like, my gut health and my gut, now I know all about it. I'm just, like, my gut bacteria was shot. I was throwing an atomic bomb on it every single week. Like I'd get sick, I'd yeah. go and get antibiotics, I'd get sick, I'd go and get Like that's what my doctor, I thought he knew how mm-hmm. to help me. That's what a lot, a lot of doctors do know. That's what they know how to do. And I, I went to other specialists and stuff, but, yeah, I was just like I walked out of there with this prescription and I'm like there's got to be another way. There's got to be something else. So I just got on the internet and I just was I just started to Google my symptoms and some people say don't do that because yeah. it can be really scary because you see, oh, you've got bowel disease and malaria. you've got <laughs> malaria. You've got, well, I did have dengue fever, but um, <laughs> I did. I picked that up in Thailand and I got parasites. I and
2: Probably yeah. the result of all the antibiotics weakening your immune system <laughs> yeah. and picking up all of these. Lots yeah. of, and
1: all that sort of stuff. You know, my immune system was shot. I literally, someone would sneeze 500 metres away and I would get sick within two hours. I had no defence in my body. It was just like whatever was around, I would get it. I was constantly, I was puffy. Like I would sometimes wake up in the morning and my eyes were like shut, that they were so puffy. My body was severely inflamed and I was just constantly swollen. I had so much water retention. I was addicted to salt. I had like my minerals must have been so depleted. I was so mineral deficient. I was just done. I was done. I was like, no, I need to do something else. So I decided to help myself to start with and just, like, just do a heap of research. And I really, like, just dived really deep into research. It's not just, like, the first answer that comes up on Google and the first blog you see or the first video you see on YouTube, like, days and weeks and months and years of researching my illnesses and my symptoms so that I can try and get to the bottom of it. So when I did go to someone to help me, I actually knew something about myself and what, like, if you don't understand anything about yourself and what's going on with you, how can you possibly articulate that to someone who's trying to help you?
0: I actually saw a naturopath quite recently about um, my periods. Cause I like just knew I just get really excruciating pains like two days before. And I was like, I know this isn't right. Like a period should come and go. So obviously there's something not right there. And when I was talking to her, I was describing all the feelings and the weird, these different sensations I'd get a few times, you know, before the period. And she was like sitting there kind of like really with this shocked look on her face. And I was like, oh, sorry, have I like said something wrong? And she's like, no, I actually just can't believe how in tune you are with your body. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, like that, you know, all of this is happening. And I'm like, well, it's my body, of course. Like, I'm just telling you what I feel. And, like, and she's like, No, you actually don't know how many people would come to me and can't even describe what they're feeling, yeah. but they know something's maybe not quite right. Because
1: they just suppress it. Because they suppress,
0: suppress it. Yeah. And they're like, It's something as simple as all they need is more sleep or they need, you know, more water or something yeah. like that. <laughs> something and so I'm like, simple. It actually really got me thinking because I'm like, I think we're just so accustomed to Feelings these days, and thinking, oh, oh, I'll just push through and
2: putting
1: the responsibility on someone
0: else 100% instead of just thinking, Hang on, my body's functioning like yeah. this isn't a normal feeling. Like, I shouldn't be really tired all the time, or I shouldn't, you know, even things like dandruff or I don't know, weak nails or all of that. Like, yeah. all of that is it's a, all sign a sign, of 100%. it's a sign, it's a sign. Like, the body's just trying to tell us that it's something's all, not quite a right. Symptom is just a signal, totally, yeah. yeah. You were obviously just so in tune with that, that knowing that there wasn't something Well, right. I wasn't. And you, I never no, used No, but to be, you got to yeah. the point where it was like, well, something's going to get here. I can't just keep living like, like this. this. Yeah. Because yeah. I just
1: wasn't, like, I just wasn't living. I was just so, I would sleep 15 hours and I would still wake up, like, I couldn't get out of bed. Mm-hmm. It was so hard and just everything was painful and, like, trying to work. Like, someone was paying me full time to work for them and I'm like a zombie. It's like getting blood out of a stone. Like it was just, I'm looking at a computer screen, just like, like there was just nothing there, and I, you know, and the just like that, the brain fog that came with it was so intense. Like someone would ask you a question, and you're like, it's there, but you can't get it out, you know. And that that's a real like heavy metal like overload too, when you got a lot of metals going on in your body, and like it just really messes up with your memory and your brain and like your communication and your speech and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I have to get rid of. That's all.
2: where the sauna comes in. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's the best way yeah. to detoxify. It's not the only way, of course. It's not the only way to detox, but it's so efficient. Mm. Um, in in like a far infrared sauna is mm. extremely efficient in getting toxins and accumulated waste mm. and like the toxic load out of your body. Yeah, because yeah. Because it literally, like, the infrared waves go through your body and they vibrate your cells. Enough to release the release the contents of the cells, which comes out in sweat. Yeah, but what's stuck in the cells is your heavy metals, plastics, your plastics, your chemicals, and because you're fat, like especially with cellulite, cellulite's amazing to get
2: rid of. Oh my gosh, sauna. my cellulite completely went away when I was using a sauna. Wow. Well, that's I was that's like, surprising. I've been yeah. doing everything my entire life, and all I had to do was sit in a sauna. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and
1: then when you when you pair saunas with like, I sort of call them like health tools because you you use them on your body and they're tools that help you become healthier. Yeah. Um, and they only – using health tools really accelerate the process. So, yeah. like, if you're in a sauna and you want to get rid of your cellulite, you will use a tool like a gua sha tool mm. or something like a cupping because you're stimulating those cells and those fat cells to break, break apart even more – And then you're releasing all of that in sweat and then it's released out into the lymphatic system, into the blood system, and then you urinate it out or it comes out in waste and things like that. And if you continually keep doing that, then you're all good. Like you just constantly keep getting it out of your body because we're always going to keep accumulating, but if we don't get rid of it, then it's just, it'll build up because our that's what our fat cells are like supposed to do. They protect us. So you, especially with things like cellulite, like anybody, you can have cellulite if you're super clean person and you do all that stuff, but say if you are not active and your fascia is tight, you can have cellulite. Yeah. If you sit at a desk for years and you don't move but you're super healthy and you eat well, you can have cellulite because your fascia is tight and it's like, you know, it's pulling. It's pulling Mm. different directions and you Mm. get that dimply type of effect. It might look a little bit different to someone who's overweight that has cellulite because it's more bumpy and raised mm. in an overweight person but then you can see that different types of cellulite in a skinny person it's a little bit more flat and you can kind of tell it's more of a fascia issue because yeah it's just that like pulling of the tissues because the fascia is holding everything in.
2: Mm. I actually had my physio break it up for me yeah. every like you know Ouch. couple of months and I would walk out the whole back of my legs was bruised yeah. But it needed to happen. And he was Did doing he use it more like from a, a functional point of view. No, he got the cup, the Chinese cup, twisted it yeah. on, and then dragged it up and down yep. my leg to the point where I was That's like crying, screaming. The sauna. That's what I do. See, so he was just doing it to me to help my hip pain and, you know, for functional reasons. And then I noticed as a byproduct that my my cellulite had disappeared. Yeah, right. So, yeah. What was he trying to get more blood flow to the area? Trying to break up the fascia. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was in a period where my chronic fatigue was quite bad and so there was obviously a lot of toxins building up that I I weren't releasing and I love what you said earlier about the sauna kind of being that final release um because we do a lot of these um well I've done a lot of these protocols with naturopaths to kind of kill off the parasites or viruses or whatnot but what I didn't know was that I had to get it out and that was the final part of the healing yeah Today you and your beautiful family live on a plant-based diet. For someone that's new to this way of eating, can you give us some further insight into that?
1: It's so complex and I don't ever want to give like the wrong information and make it sound like it's hard or it's easy and I don't want it to come across like it's either of the two. It's a middle ground that you have to find yourself Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I always try and inspire people to do. It's everything I share it might seem like it's all about me, but it's really got nothing to do about me. It's got everything to do with you. It's whatever resonates with with you, with the information that, that I share. So I love a plant-based lifestyle. It works so well for me. I don't ever want people to think that it's the only thing that can work and it's the only thing that can work for you because like it's not. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, I, I'm just I have such a broad perspective that I just know that not everybody's like me. Yeah. And um also with with climates and things like that, even with like I lived in Melbourne for twenty years. I there's no way I could do exactly how I, like how I eat and what I do now living in Queensland. If I were to do that here, I yeah. wouldn't wake up in the winter and eat half watermelon for breakfast. There's, there's no way, yeah. You know, so you just have to adapt it to the way that it makes you feel. But for me, love it makes me feel amazing. I've been on this journey for nearly eight years, vibrant as hell, just loving life. You know, two kids. I share my values with my family, but I don't force them to believe in my values. I value health and I value plants and optimal health and all that sort of stuff, but I don't want them to be forced to believe in what I believe in. And especially being young children, they have a mind of their own. I will raise them as well as I know how, but if they ever want to go a different way or do something else, then, you know, as long as they have the awareness that comes with it and the education that I will, you know, hopefully give them, when the time arises that they can make their own decisions and base the values on what they like, what lights them up inside. So they don't get to like 20 and 25, you know, and then they feel like I can't do that because like my mum wouldn't agree or because his values or my daughter's values are different to mine. And that's the same thing with everybody who follows me. Like I just want people to find what lights them up inside and if their highest value isn't health, they're probably going to fail at it and then they're going to feel like a failure. Mm. So you just need to try and align your values. Um, a really good way to do that is um, there's a guy called Dr. Martini. Have you ever heard of Dr. John wow. Martini? Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. And he really talks about values and how to find out what your values are. Mm-hmm. Because you can ask a lot of people, like, what are your highest values in life? And they're like, um, what's a value? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and really, it's what you put your most time into, what you spend your most time thinking about and what you spend your most time doing. Yeah. And that's easily mine is health. As much as like it's family as well, health is still the base of it. I wouldn't have the family and I wouldn't have the vibrant life if I didn't have the health. And because I've lost the health before, I realise that it is, it has to be the foundation of my life. And because of like my sensitive immune system and, and body growing up that if I went against that value and tried to do something else, then I feel like my life would kind of crumble yeah. because if I didn't support my body, I'm not going to be me. I'm not going to mm-hmm. feel good. Mm-hmm. And um, I won't be able to be the mom and have the kids and have the business and do everything that I do if that foundation of my life wasn't my highest value, which is health. I think you just articulated
0: that so perfectly, honestly. like, oh, well, I'm and <laughs> Like I, I think it's so true what you say about, you know, everyone has to find what's right for them and, you know, if you are living in Melbourne, it might not be the best lifestyle or, you know, you, you're obviously in You can still do it. You can do Absolutely. it great in Melbourne it's just in colder different-
1: climates. But don't – Totally. If you're trying to do everything I'm doing, like, oh, I must do because Lonnie drinks the juices and she drinks a two-litre smoothie and it's icy cold and you try and do that in a cold climate, like mm. your body's probably going to like mm. – not really like you for it and you're going to be super cold and you're going to want to sit over a heater Mm -hmm. and it's just doesn't, it's not right. Like in nature, if you were in the snow or you were in a cold climate and you were trekking through, you wouldn't come across a watermelon. Yeah. You're not going to come across a pineapple or mango. Mm -hmm. The whole climate and the warmth and the cold, it's in synchronicity with the food and what's grown and what's Mm -hmm. available to you. So like try and just go to your local markets. Yeah go and see what's in season, like talk to your local farmers and see what they're growing because mm-hmm. if it's in your area and it's grown by a local farmer, it's in season yes. and it's supposed to be eaten at mm-hmm. that time. So, yeah, I'm I'm pretty funny about just like I, I just always want people to just like try and try and do what lights them up and what feels good when you're doing it. Don't mm-hmm. just do it because like I do it. As much as I want to inf- influence people to eat better, I don't want them to do exactly what to copy I do. lifestyle. To like, the, that's yeah. why I don't give out, you know, like these – what I eat in a day and mm-hmm. all these crazy meal plans and stuff because I just want people to do what I, they need to go on their journey. Yeah, Like absolutely. it's not about me and trying to be about me. I want it to be about you. Mm-hmm.
0: Going back to what you said about the values, I think that is absolutely spot on because yep. I know this morning I – wanted to make a smoothie. And I was like, Oh, I've got no bananas. So I had to walk up to the health food store so I could get the bananas. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm quite focused on buying organic products. So I walked out and I was on the phone to my brother and I was like, God, it's actually a real effort, like having to eat like this. And I'm like, I'm lucky that I love it so much. And that I want to, because not everyone could do that. And I. When you said that, I was like, "That is exactly why I'm making this effort because I do value my yep. health and the, and I love putting good foods in my body." But it's so true you wouldn't you wouldn't do that if you didn't value it. So, it's but like, anything
1: isn't you, anything an effort that you want to get a result totally. Or a yeah, out but of? it's
0: like if you're gonna put the effort in, you need to love it or you need yep. to be passionate about it. It's like being yep. in a job. Like if you're gonna put long hours in, you need to love it and to be passionate about it. So it is finding what you really value. Yeah. We'll be right back after this healthy break. Beautifully healthy, an exciting destination for online shoppers who are passionate about their health and beauty. As an online health, beauty, and wellness community, you'll benefit from the range of relevant on-trend brands at affordable prices, personalised offers, gifts, specials, and rewards. You'll also have access to rich content and easy to navigate web pages to make your shopping experience simple and easy. It's the feel good place for all your health, beauty and wellness needs. So hustle your way to beautifullyhealthy.com.au and register. That's all you need to do to receive
2: a $20 gift voucher. My partner is actually an NLP coach, and the first session he does with every single client is the value hierarchy. I don't know all of them, but growth, love, and connection, um, health—you know—and there's probably about fifteen of them. Yeah. Um, and just sitting down and nutting those out when yeah. I journal, and sometimes they change. Yeah. You know, your values change as you oh, maybe you, have you kids got a group or. Of them. Totally. Yeah. Totally, I've
1: got a whole group of values, and they. Yeah they chop and change. But like when I say like the value, my foundation of my values is health. It's because it's like in like a pyramid type of thing or everything, an umbrella. The health is the umbrella for me. It it holds everything underneath it together.
2: I'm very similar. And it's probably because we've both lost
1: our health at some point that we value it
2: it so much because we know what it's like to not have it and that nothing else works when you don't have your health. Nothing
1: works. Like you just feel just not good like you just can't thrive and you can't go and do the things you want and you can't chase the dreams because you're just exhausted for one and
2: look after your family yeah Yeah. we can't
1: even have a family like I wouldn't have even been able to get like pregnant and like just do all the things that I've done if I wasn't healthy and I Mm. didn't support myself the way I did and so that's just why it is yeah the whole baseline of my value system is health in today's society,
0: there is a lot of speculation and different opinions around plant-based diets and especially raising children on plant-based diets. I know it's something that my husband and I talk about all the time and I'm all for it, but obviously there's a lot of people that have never even dabbled into a plant-based lifestyle. How yet with all that you cop, you know, like you do get some negative comments on social media that I've seen, which is, you know, really I believe unfortunate because I think you're putting a beautiful message. But you just handle yourself with such grace throughout the whole process. And I just love to know if that affects your mental health or if you have any tactics in that when it is kind of getting a little bit much or people are being really
1: hurtful about mm-hmm. your
0: choice of lifestyle.
1: Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm I definitely haven't been shook, you know, by what people say, especially when when they bring my kids into it mm-hmm. or my family. I'm like, oh no, you didn't like that's not cool um but it comes with the territory you put yourself out there in the world people are going to have an opinion it's just the way it is like I don't have to like it they don't have to like me people always judge what they don't understand like I said that on that 60 minute story because they will judge what they do not understand and this is one of them they don't understand like this is a new realm this plant-based eating and raising a family and all that sort of stuff and you know living the dream and all that like a lot of people just don't get it, mm-hmm. and they're gonna go against it because they just think it's not attainable for them. Yeah, I'm not saying that that there's been some really harsh stuff said that hasn't shook me, but I, I'm pretty solid in who I am. Like, I know what I'm doing, and I know that it feels right. If it felt wrong, I would be shook, and I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be here yeah. because I would be, I couldn't be solid. Like, there's no way I could sit in front of someone asking me questions on like. A, you know with all these cameras rolling and like if I didn't know who I was if mm. I didn't know what I'm trying to do or just who I am like just in the way I carry myself I just don't even think I could sit in front of a camera like that mm. or even like sit here and do a podcast because you have to be on the spot and um I think when it gets too much like I just take a step back and just really ground myself mm. and just I've had times of anxiety and stuff especially after I had Polly. And I, I sort of mentioned it in the post this morning about the whole work career balance stuff and and the judgments, you know, you'd get from people like, oh, you know, well, well, well you, send you, you send your kids to childcare and all this stuff and like you should be with them all the time and like just people's a pe- constant judgment. Like mm. I got to the point of like I would be wanting to put a post up and I would already pick out like a hundred things that I knew <laughs> I that do, people I were going to say. <laughs>
2: And you then I'm like, like no.
1: rebuttals ready. <laughs> I'm like, can't be bothered not even no. post, you know. So I really withd- I've withdrawn from from social media and sharing my life. I might have still been there, but I'm not really there. I've well and truly come straight back into it, and I'm just trying to just get that vulnerability and that innocence back that Instagram was mm-hmm. before it really blew up. And like, you know, I've had a lot of media stuff from early on, like when I was first pregnant with Rowdy, and oh, I did a story with. Um, the daily or news.com.au or something and then end up going viral around the world about like me eating 10 bananas for breakfast or something. And it's like the people that said the most harshest things because I ate 10 bananas for breakfast. Mm. It's like, what do you mean? Like what? Yeah. yeah. Or they're like, "Oh, your baby's gonna die, and you're gonna oh die, and God. you're not like you're not even gonna get through this pregnancy." Like blah blah blah. And I'm just like,
2: "Why would you say that to another human being?" It would have been such a big deal back then too. But now you've got the medical mediums of the world that are. Really I know. And kind that's
1: why I'm like, like I'm a so trend. stoked, you know. And it's funny because I was just thinking about medical medium the other day because I'm like, he is such a different soul. Like, he's so not from this planet. Like, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, when I actually look at him, I'm like, he has been like in the spirit realm for such a long time and it's it's so refreshing to see someone who's made such a global impact talk about spirit yes because I've not truly because I've only really come into like this channeling spirit realm and being open to talking about it you know within probably like the last four years and I love that he just like has I normalized this message it. come from spirit <laughs> Um, I just got this from spirit.
2: Yeah. And I'm like,
1: I love that because it's so true because like literally half of my book is just written by everything that I got from from a spirit sense, from a channeling, from a meditation or a zone. Mm. And I literally write something and I it's like I've just learned it on the spot. It's came to me right there. And it's like, that is the truth. Yeah. It's something that it's really hard to explain, but I love that like that medical medium and even the name he chose for himself, medical, medical medium. medium.
2: Yeah. A question for all the celery lovers out there. Mm. I'm like worried now because I'm not always getting organic celery, and someone told yeah. me the other day that it's probably worse that I'm drinking celery juice if it's been yeah. I been would, so I wouldn't,
1: and it's I think really too because to
2: fine though, I know,
1: but it's not going to taste like it tastes pretty terrible like yeah. non-organic celery because it really like I had a non-organic Sella. cucumber the other day and I couldn't eat it. The skin was so thick and yeah. so bitter. I was like, this is just pesticides in a skin that's Literally. what it's and my son wouldn't eat ratty was like that is disgusting Mum." like he oh never turns his nose up at cucumbers yeah. and I was like what do you mean it's mate completely like give us different a, yeah like, completely different, and celery yeah. because it holds so much fluid mm-hmm. that it's really soaking up everything that it's fed mm-hmm. while it's mm-hmm. been growing so I would be a bit funny about not having it organic
0: the soil of where our food mm-hmm. is actually being grown is like the Depleted. most important Key thing to our food. Yeah. Yet we're not even aware of that. And we're buying vegetables from supermarkets that are supporting conventional farming that are basically just full with chemicals and yep. you know
1: nitrogen. And they don't have and they only put three minerals back. Like Literally. conventional farming puts three: MPK, nitrous, phosphorus, and, and potassium. potassium. Yeah. So they that's three minerals three. out of, like, 90-plus minerals. But they're even, kept,
0: like, they're poured into them or, like, done with, you know, seeds that are already synthetic or something. Do you know what I
1: mean? Like, yeah. so
0: many different... I yeah, were well, you're yeah. getting a
1: depleted soil, you're getting a, a modified seed. Seed, And then yeah. you're spraying all the pesticides and the Roundup and all whatever, all that crap on it. And then you're just putting, like, tap water full of fluoride and bromine and all these stuff Definitely. you're putting that's and then the plant sucks it up and, and then you eat them, plans. wondering
2: why everyone has autoimmune illness <laughs>
1: <laughs> totally and that's where I guess it goes back to
0: what you were saying before about things being your value and it does take time to buy organic like that organic is a value in itself it's like, like you have to Absolutely. You have, you have to understand more it money you have yep. to like I know you know my husband and I even had this conversation around like he's like well you know our shopping bill has just doubled because You're buying all organic, organic. and I'm like, okay, well, let's cut costs somewhere else. And it is that has to be a value, or it has to be important to you to be able to want to do it. You have
1: to understand it to be important because if you don't understand why not to eat organic or why to eat organic, why it's important not just for our body but for the earth and for the soil and the animals and the water systems and all Mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, you won't do it, and you won't connect those dots Mm -hmm. before you don't buy that organic thing, and you're like, nothing in your brain is ticking, and you're like oh, well, that one's like, you know, a couple of dollars cheaper. I'm just going to buy that one. And without any of that, because you don't, if you don't have the knowledge behind it, you're mm. not connecting those dots. and It won't
2: be sustainable. Yeah,
1: it's just yeah. not. So I'm not saying like every, I, I'm sort of like 98% organic. Mm. Like sometimes I will buy things non-organic, maybe like things like avocados and,
2: things with a light hard shell around stuff them. that like
1: I can't necessarily get organic or if I do want to get it it's literally like $40 a kilo something mm, and my kids mm. look like they need to eat like bucket loads of them yeah yeah or spray free you know I'll go with like a spray free but organic's optimal but it's just not always or always even optimal. just looking
0: like I know with berries because obviously they're ridiculously expensive organic yeah. and I eat them every single morning I try to just at least look where they're grown like and if it's in obviously like a colder climate that's further away I'm like okay well hopefully the soil is a little bit better there obviously you can't help with the transport and all of that what it actually goes through to get to the supermarkets but I think it's almost like making those judgment calls as well. But it's even like the berries like as
1: beautiful as berries are but They're sprayed. And they're in plastic. Totally. And they're soaking in like a plastic sheet. Yeah. So it's like why though? So yeah. it's it's really hard because I'm like that, like I love organic berries and stuff. I go to the organic market and it's supposed to be like a plastic-free place and, you know, all the berries are in plastic plastic containers with the little soaky, soak-y thing and, you know, especially raspberries and stuff like they really absorb what their surroundings are. And then I'm like, that's not worth $10. Like I'm just playing for a box of plastic. So I try and source, like I'd been getting um, – Bulk berries, like wild blueberries and stuff like that, not always easy to get, really, really hard to get. But I'll rarely buy like fresh berries now just mm. because they're really hard to buy organic. It's like $10 upon it. Mm. And I just, they just need, they need a change. Like the organic movement is going to shift. That has to come down. The price has to come down because more and more people. Like there's a demand. More, and more for people buying. there's a demand for it, it's there. So why aren't they dropping their prices? But it's still this, it's this battle between conventional farming because it's so cheap. Yeah. So so cheap. And you try and do it organic and you try and not spray all that stuff. Like I've had vegetables. Oh farm. my god. I try. And I'm it's like, hard. Oh.
2: I really want to go and get something to spray things because it's just like there's bugs eating eating holes in everything. And I'm like, I get it now. I get why it's so expensive. And and then it becomes a value. I'm like, now I appreciate why I'm spending so much.
1: It doesn't, when you have really good soil and you put all the minerals in the soil and all the microorganisms in the soil from the compost and everything, the immune system is in the soil Mm. and it you don't get as many bugs. Yeah. You're not going to get like, you still will, but not like if you have a really weak soil and you're not replacing the minerals and the nutrition in the soil and you're just trying to turn over this veggie garden that's constantly getting attacked by bugs and yeah. they're, well, they're not growing and they're all yellow and, you know, well, it's the soil. It's the foundation is totally. the health of the soil. If you don't have the nutrition in the soil, you're not going to have the nutrition in the in whatever you're growing it in.
2: Yeah. So so, just on that, are you visiting the farmer's markets on Saturdays? Do you have a store that stocks organic food? Do you grow yeah. your own or yeah. a bit of everything? So I
1: I do. I go to an organic market every Sunday and I've got a, a guy which I only get my bananas from him. I'm getting, getting like 15 kilos of bananas a week from him for eight years now. He's amazing. And um, so I do that on a Saturday and then go to the organic markets in, in Miami on a Sunday and – I've had my own garden for a couple of years, but now, it's now I didn't put like a protective layer on the bottom of my garden bed, so the grass has completely grown up mm-hmm. through. Like the root system is insane. I have to literally scoop it all out and start again. So, which is fine. I just haven't had the. I, I've just been super occupied with all my spare times going into this book. But I mm-hmm. so miss like there's nothing better. Oh, there's nothing better than like you just go outside. And you pick a fresh lettuce, some fresh kale, some fresh herbs. And I used to love just taking dates outside, like Medjool dates, picking some fresh lettuce, like wrapping the dates, wrapping the dates in the lettuce. And like me and Raddy would just sit out there and just like eat dates and lettuce, like just straight from the garden, take an avocado out with a bowl and just put avocado and Mm. greens and some like Celtic salt. It's perfect. That's like the perfect lunch. Like it's so rewarding picking your own. Food Feels and like greens was the best, like, something, right? I just when had lettuce. Growing. I just had greens, greens <laughs> and um lettuce and spinach and herbs. They grow so easily and so well. Yeah, and it's just abundance of greens. And when when you don't really feel like maybe eating a salad, you just put it in a smoothie. You just put a whole lettuce in a smoothie with bananas.
2: Totally. And even if you just start with the herbs, which is what I did, and then yeah. I realized that I was saving so much money on herbs I know, that herbs I end up so throwing half out. And then I started building up because I was like becoming addicted to the gardening. I was like, oh, I've got to get a worm compost. But it does.
1: But it takes a lot of time. Like (laughs) you've got to put you've got to put time into it if you want like a really thriving like continuous garden. But it's it is something that you can sort of delve into, and then you you can have a break. And yeah, there's just you're not always going to be able to just like unless you you know you're an old lady and you're always home or something like you can do it all the time, Mm. but. It is something you have to maintain.
2: It's really great if you can get whoever you're
1: living with involved, In- involved so as that well. it becomes
2: a bit of a social thing, and yeah. you know you're not the only one that has to think about watering the plants. And I think every like
1: day. the pl- the more love you get, it's like the pl- your house plants, right? Like if you don't sounds a bit strange, but like if you don't give love to your plants, they're not going to thrive. Mm. They're just not going to grow very well. They might they'll look a bit sad, and you just leave them inside all day. They don't even see any light, and you might water them like once a week, like, and then you're wondering why all the leaves are falling off, and like you need to like love it yeah. it's just like a little child like you yeah. need to love it you need to feed it and like know that like it just so it feels like nurtured and and mm. and then it'll it'll thrive and give it the right stuff like give it minerals I make this like super random concoction so my partner eats eggs and I'm always about like I don't I like if someone's going to have something like an animal product like use it use all of it it's got mm. a purpose So the shell of an egg is super nutritious and it's amazing for plants. So I save all of the eggshells that like he's ever, ever eaten and like at the end of the year I will put all of the eggs into a blender, all the eggshells into a blender. Like they're dry, they're completely dry. Put a bit of diatomaceous earth, put a bit of seaweed, a bit of Epsom salts, a bit of water, blend it up. It's like this big mush, stinky thing. Put that on my plants and it's like, nuts yeah absolutely amazing my mum, we
0: always had a compost bin as kids like we lived down at the beach yep. so my mum's a bit of a hippie at heart I say it's tot- Love she's totally not a hippie but I mean I'm like it's here <laughs> the only way I guess back then when I was a kid that's she so lucky what a, yeah. a hippie like regarded I guess as a hippie and whenever we had eggs she'd put the shells straight into the compost bin yeah so I've always put shells into compost or like reuse them so yeah it's always I think the more that can go back into the soil and back into the environment it's just a flow on effect yeah
1: it's totally and yeah I think like if you're gonna live off like animal products and animal stuff like that like just just be a bit more conscious of it definitely and you know not just like this grab and go grab and throw like just really think about the animal and like and what it gives you and what it gives the earth and what it can give back instead of just like what it can give you in the moment, Mm -hmm. like to satisfy your, you know, the flavours and the taste in your mouth. Like it's just so much more than that. And I think that even goes to when you're purchasing products as well
0: of just being aware of where they're coming from and the starting point. Like I think that's probably something that started making me quite aware, you know, of where I was buying my fruit and veggies from because I'm like if this stuff is on sale in Coles or Woolworths for $1.50 – That product actually had to, first of all, it had to be grown. It Mm -hmm. then had to be packed. It then had to be transported. then had to be put on these shelves. Like the amount of people that's actually touching, the amount of wages that need to be paid, not to mention the people who actually grew it and the time it took to grow it. Yeah, What are they actually earning out of this? Like,
1: you know, there's a lot of, I guess – more eyes where well, they a lot don't of look at the look at the farmers in Australia exactly like, it's terrible.
0: and they're like there's a lot of suicide the, rates yeah don't they have now. the highest suicide massive, rate massive and the highest like
1: ice addict huge rate absolutely at something i
0: was I like think the stats like don't quote me here but it's around like 1 in 3 dairy farmers are actually committing suicide now because of what the effects of large supermarkets are doing and how you know Coles oh, milk's a dollar now going forward like how can you make something like that? that That's people, just dis- it's disrespectful livelihood. to the
1: animal, though, when, and like, to the pe- like the people and the people, are people who are raising them.
0: These, and like have families, and their families have been working on these farms for generations and generations, and here we are grabbing our one dollar. Yeah, you but know, it doesn't that just show you how disconnected we have got? Like we are so society, disconnected from our food, so disconnected, so disconnected. And I'm like, I think the awareness almost just needs to start there. Like when you're picking up a product in a supermarket, yeah. just for like two seconds, think about where that actually came from and the family that's growing that or the animal that's, you know, had yeah. to have that egg or give, you know, yeah. give birth to an egg. I mean, yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. No, totally. But, yeah, I think, you know, I sometimes have to remove myself a little bit too because it's like a snowball effect in my head and once I start
1: well, thinking about something, I'm like, oh, God. I just call that the, the connect the dots. I apply the connect the dots with like most things in my life. Like if I need to figure something out or try and get back to the core of something or the reason or, you know, whatever it is, I use like a connect the dots and I've done like quite a spread of this in my book of examples of like how I do it and how you can apply it. So it's exactly what you just said, like going back and you can also apply it to The choices that you make, like every single choice that you make, and you connect the dots either going backwards to see where it, what it resulted in, Mm -hmm. like where it got you today, or you can go forward and go. If I make this choice now, and I just connect the dots, ten dots from now, like where is that going to take me, and what that result will be? Yeah, ten dots from now.
0: God, I love that so much.
1: Can you give us an example? Yeah. Okay. So say you connect the dots right with, say you've got a candida problem. Yeah, and. A lot of girls listening to this, you know, you're dealing with like a thrush issue or something like that. You, your doctors told you you've got a candida overgrowth, and you have no idea how to help it. Maybe you think it's like a sugar thing or something, or you know, maybe lay off the alcohol, or whatnot. So, like your friends ask you to, it's a Friday night. You've been working all week. You feel pretty crap, but like you just want the weekend. So your friends like, let's go out, let's have some drinks. You can either make the choice to go out, and then connect the dots from there. You go out. You're going to drink. You're going to drink lots of sugary stuff. You're then going to feel like eating bad food. You might eat some hot chips, eat some chocolate, whatever you want to do. You're going to wake up in the morning. You're going to feel even worse. You're going to feel guilty that you even did that and that you didn't take any responsibility for yourself and your health and that you can't propel yourself forward because you can't make the right choice. Those dots keep going downhill. You're literally, unless you make one good one and then make another, you're not going to get momentum to keep going Mm. forward and get to that like 10th dot where you've actually got the result of something positive. If you go forward, say, yep, you found out you got the candida problem, whatnot. You want to help yourself. Your friends ask you to go out on a Friday night. You tell your friends what your problem is. You say like, I've got this problem. I really need to try and help myself. I really appreciate if you supported me through this. Like I would love to be out there with you, but just like give me some time to heal. And then, you know, or you say, would you girls like to come out to breakfast tomorrow morning? I found this amazing cafe it's supposed to be really fun. Like, you know, maybe let's keep going out and let's have an early breakfast and then go for a walk through the botanical gardens. That is the choice that is going to propel you to get the result at the end of the 10th dot. You know what I mean? Mm. So you have a good night's sleep. You do some research on what you, what might be able to heal you. The next morning you go to a beautiful breakfast with your, your bestest friends. You're not hungover. You're not feeling like absolute shit. Yeah. You might not have had like the blast of the night and like all the funny shit that happened and you're speaking about it the next day, but you get a sense of like you're on the right track now yeah but when you when you bring your friends into it too and people other people who you love and respect it just really helps you move forward and if they understand your journey Mm. even if they don't do it with you if they understand why you're doing it and that's why you have to articulate it to them they're not going to understand if they don't have the same problem they're not going to get it Mm. so that's the sort of the first you just need to make that first decision and then once you do your first good choice it'll connect with another good one but as soon mm. as you take a bad one it doesn't if you've got far enough in the good ones and you take one bad one you'll feel you'll feel shit about it cuz yeah. you'll you'll feel the straight away the the effects that come yep. from it <laughs> but then you can propel yourself even it's like pulling like a slingshot oh, no, back yeah. you can go back but when you make the choice from that back point forward it's like you yeah. because you know how terrible that that bad choice made you feel and it was just like a like a light bulb moment like oh like I've been going so good I've been on such a roll and then I did that like you know maybe the week later you went out and drank the next weekend and then you woke up in the morning and like you you know your thrushes come back or like you just feel so lethargic you got the biggest headache like you can't get out of bed whatever it is that makes you feel that way but you're aware of it yeah. You're not like, oh yeah, this is just life like to feel this crap. Yeah. You're like actually like no, I've been feeling amazing because I've been making good choices. So then you propel yourself forward even further and then you can just get closer and closer to your result. So that's kind of an example of connecting the dots like. Love that. You can do it going back. So when you want to try and figure out what's wrong with you or why something happened or like why you had a fight with that person, why why did that go that way or you just connect the dots going back. What were all the points that brought it to the where it is now. Mm. And then you can see patterns and habits and things that um, trigger things that end up in a result of what it is. Once you know what got you to where you were by connecting the dots backwards, Mm. you can then go forwards and like kind of predict the future because you know what you need to do to be able to get to that point.
2: So I'm assuming it'd be confusing. a cool journaling exercise, like very, writing it down yes, because cool. I do something called the five whys, which is a little bit different, but yep. it's a similar kind of, you know, taking yourself through a technique and and I have to write it down. That's just me. Oh, like and writing it is same. so powerful because when you see it and also when you write it and that's why like I've
1: always been a, a journal, I've always had a journal since I was a child and when you can go back on, and even it's like taking photos, when you take photos, like I always... Throughout the start of my journey, I took a lot of photos of myself because I was like, I'm going to change. Like this is not me. I do not feel like me right now. This is, I'm holding on to something else right now. This is all toxic stuff that's just attached to me. And I knew that I was going to change and I wanted to look back. So it's really important to like write things down of like where you want to be and, but not, not in a way where it's, it's really unattainable. Just like be realistic. You don't have to do it years from now, do it a week. Sum up all the good choices you can make in a week that will propel you to get to a really yeah. good result in one week. You don't have to go to the gym every day. You don't have to do something every day. at super extreme. Just make one simple good choice every yeah. single day and it will like –
0: It's a flow and effect almost. It's a, and it, like It's yeah. a good
1: positive ripple effect and then you just just be gentle Definitely. with the journey and like let it happen and and love yourself and just understand that like you are gifted with this body. Definitely. You are gifted with this mind just do the right things to like make it flourish. Mm -hmm. I'm really
0: glad that you touched on that because a few messages I've actually got through Instagram have been around like, you know, I'm trying to be really healthy, but then like, you know, my friends are still really social and I'll be really good for two weeks. And then I go out on a weekend and like Mm -hmm. I'm hungover, and then I eat bad food. And, you know, I always say to them, I don't have the right answers, but for me, it's like one, just don't feel guilty for having that night out because you obviously needed it or there was something inside you that was telling you you need to be around your girlfriends and go out and party. Recognise how you felt Mm -hmm. after that and then just work towards injecting another little healthy habit or something into your day every day and – And reward yourself, you know, like be proud of yourself. Like literally say out loud, you know, I'm so proud of you for going for a walk every morning or for drinking three litres of water or for eating more plant-based and like, you know, really encourage yourself like a best friend would and for what you've done instead of trying to be – Holding on to the guilt of 100% we go like so full pace. I know it's something my husband and I talk about a lot because – when we were younger, we used to like party heaps and stuff. And, you know, then he launched, he started his business and that was going quite well. And he was really struggling to find that balance of like, you know, still being that guy that went out and was, you know, had fun with his friends and a bit of a life of the party with, hang on, I'm actually building a business right now. And it's, you know, I need to be a certain person for the business. Yeah, And we talked, a lot about that of finding that balance, and we say like sometimes I'm like just go out, like yeah, have a big night. You're going to feel so crap, and you're going to lay on the couch on a mm-hmm. Sunday, and you know for the next two months you're never going to want to do that again because you know how much it affects your whole yeah. week. So it's like almost just allowing yourself to do it, not letting the guilt slip in too yeah. much, just recognizing how it made you feel,
1: yeah, and then it's just that awareness, back it's the, awareness it's the awareness of, of what it is, what it, yeah. what it's doing. And there's nothing wrong with like going out and partying like I I did it for years. I had a yeah. great time. But I I no I don't regret. I just there's so many better ways to do it yes like you don't have to flog yourself and go on a bender from friday till monday you just don't need to there's so many other ways you can have fun Mm -hmm. and if if you're doing it for you know try and recognize the reasons of why you're doing it are you doing it for you are you suppressing something are you trying to be someone else are you trying to impress someone Mm -hmm. else are you trying to be like your friends like are you just doing it because they want to do it? Like, you know, it's hard when you're young because you are super impressionable and you're not, you don't, you have no idea what that could even do to your health. Yeah. Like, what five years of solid binge drinking can do to you.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you're 30 dealing with like infertility issues and hormonal problems and thyroid problems and you have like holding on to all this weight and whatnot. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, maybe I wish I didn't like drink so much yeah. and do all that. But I think with drinking is you can drink and you can mm. get drunk. Just drink the right drinks. Yes. Don't drink the sugary. Like processed, yeah. flavored crap.
0: Yeah. Be mindful of like how you're leading your day in as well. Like you know, yep. eat a really you eat know, a good, nourishing yep. lunch. Have lots of water. Like you know, come home, drink water, have a hydro. Like do the things that at least you're giving your body some form of support, support. during that time. Yeah. Instead of if you don't, if you want to alcohol, still go and
1: drink, but you want to wake up feeling somewhat okay. of a normal person yeah. you need to put in the effort mm-hmm. to be able to feel that way Definitely. you need to remind yourself when you are drinking like have a water with a lot of lemon juice in the middle of your drinks mm-hmm. every single time even if it's a shot of water and lemon like just shot the water the lemon will literally flush out your liver mm-hmm. and you will feel a million times like mm-hmm. a million times you could be still as drunk as you could possibly want to be having the absolute best time of your life but you will wake up a different person in the morning. Mm. Like I always drink charcoal. Oh, my God, I was just going to say that. <laughs> oh, I love
2: <laughs> when Yeah, I've had a wine, I'm like charcoal. <laughs> yeah,
1: I just drink the charcoal. Like it just, some people say, oh, no, it doesn't work, like that's stupid, but um, it does because I do I it nearly it every, every single time I drink <laughs> and um, I had years of drinking. I was sober for nearly four, well, I think it was like three or four years and it helped me just gain that self-control of mm. just like I do not need to drink
0: all the way saying it, it just goes straight back to being mindful, isn't it? Like, it's just being mindful of how you feel when you put yourself in that state, like yeah. of just nurturing, you know, like I still definitely have big nights. Like I'm not, I don't want anyone listening to this to think that I don't yeah. or to be like, Oh, I've seen her out. She's been drunk. Yeah. I definitely absolutely still have a great time with my girlfriends, but I think it's just being more mindful now of, yeah, that day I know I need to like, Be really careful of what I eat on the Monday. I'll go to a infrared sauna. I'll go and get a charcoal juice from the juice store up the road, and like you know, I'll just make sure that I'm giving my body at least something to. And it does, but it's not something though. Like it's no, but
1: like don't even be sorry. Like if you're gonna want to drink and you want to do it, if if you're holding any guilt with guilt with that or shame that in itself is going to do harm. 100%. That's the worst So like accept, just be like, do I want this? Like is this, you know, and just love it when you're doing it. Definitely. And don't hold on to the guilt like, oh, like, oh, I shouldn't have drank last night. Like unless you seriously know that you need to stop, which a lot of people do. For any of the hustlers who are listening who are probably
0: in a nine-to-five job or working nine-to-five plus have a side hustle, What's a quick and easy, delicious dinner that you make that they could try whipping up at
1: home to keep their little hustle really, really healthy? Oh, wow. There's a lot. My favourite at the moment, okay, so if I'm going to say something like really fresh and simple and this sounds like people just say that it sounds ridiculous or it is ridiculous, (laughs) but it's not. Lettuce, avocado and salt.
2: Ooh. Celtic salt. Just salt?
1: Not just salt. Well, you can have lemon if you want. And I just like the salt. I just like that little bit of salt. It just really like amplifies the flavours of the avocado and the lettuce. But like I love that even if it's just a side, like I'll eat a whole meal of that, like a whole avocado, a whole head of lettuce and a little bit of Celtic salt because Celtic salt's got like over 80 minerals in it. And that's like a meal for me. I love that. Super cleansing. And then you wake up feeling... Like, if you can just keep it to that, great. But a lot of people are not going to be satisfied with that, you know, especially… Once you
2: change your palette, maybe you can. Oh, 100%. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. I'd love… Mate, I used to eat… I wouldn't be satisfied if I didn't get in chicken parma with like yeah. extra gravy on my chips. And now I'm like eating a whole head of lettuce for dinner totally. with like avocado and salt. Like it's so and it's simple. so great
2: when you can be satisfied with such an easy meal. You don't have to stand there and cook for two hours. I and clean I'm all off.
1: about the simplicity. Like I'm busy and as everybody is, and like I just want simple, quick things that are going to nourish me, going to fill me up that I don't have to think about eating. For a good couple of hours and like most of my meals are based on that. It's like what's going to satisfy, nourish and fuel for Mm. the next project, for the next adventure, whatever it is in that time frame before the next meal. So it's eating so much more about fueling and not Mm. just like
2: taste, even though it does taste good, but it's more about the fuel and the nourish. And you said earlier that you eat lettuce with dates, and you know, is yeah. lettuce like quite a staple for you? Love because it. I never would even think to put lettuce with yeah. dates, but I'm gonna
1: try. Yeah, that. when you get really good organic lettuce, it tastes so good, Crispy. and you can get different types of like you can get the real crisp like iceberg, and then you can get a really soft like butter lettuce. I love butter so lettuce; back. it's, it's so just gorgeous. so soft, and the it's, yeah, it's and it's very cleansing for the liver, right? Am I right so about so cleansing? Well, there's a lot of potassium in greens, and it's really flushing. Mm. as well like alkalizing every just people underestimate the power of lettuce mm. they just think like oh it's just like this Stay, maybe the up. lettuce you get from Coles, like the iceberg that's like literally clear it's hardly even yeah. green
2: <laughs>
1: yeah that's probably not going
2: to be it's definitely not crispy
1: the, yeah the, it's like all soggy on the outsides and no maybe not that lettuce but like a beautiful organic lettuce or if you can grow it yourself so nourishing for the body but um Another one that I've been loving and it's been really comforting for me is like being really getting into risottos. And I always thought risottos were like not a thing on like a plant-based lifestyle because you really needed butter and you needed chicken and like things in it, but it's so not the case. And I thought it was really hard to make because you have to like stand there and stir it. And I don't know, I think I watched this one thing on MasterChef like years and years ago, like, (laughs) you know, it was so hard to make like risotto. And I was like, it's actually not. It's very simple and it's very quick, and you can whip it up in twenty minutes if you're good at it. So I've been making I one of my new favorite recipes in my book is called the Tom and Mac Risotto. So it's a creamy, cheesy risotto, mm-hmm. and it is so like comforting and so warming. That's good and for the like,
2: Melbourneians There you go. <laughs> yeah, like,
1: love the risotto. Yeah, so that's that's like one of my favorite recipes, the Tom and Mac Risotto. Really, really comforting and satisfying, and like I can feed that to all my family who are not plant-based or vegan and they would have no idea that it's got no cheese or butter in it and second serves, third serves, fourth (laughs) serves, like love it.
2: That's where the real converting happens when I'm like, you should try plant-based. Like I've been feeling really good on it for the last six weeks and people are like, oh, no, no no cheese, are you kidding me? And then you put something in front of them that tastes cheesy and they're like, oh, I could do this.
1: I had a friend come over the other day and I I just made like a platter and I put the vegan cheese on because
2: I like people to have –
1: things that they like like mm. I'm I'm not really a cheese but I've never liked cheese which is really good for me Candy. switching to vegan get like even when I used to get vegan cheese get, is expensive from Maccas I used to get um ham like junior burgers because they didn't have cheese on them because I could I thought the cheese on Maccas like literally tasted like poo it was just <laughs> <laughs> it smells like vomit oh it was so bad <laughs> anyway and um like if I ordered a junior burger and they gave me a cheeseburger, like oh, I would be irate. <laughs> oh, I'd like go back and verse back in and be like, oh, I asked for a junior burger. That was just like
2: crazy me. Money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Um No, yes, yeah, so I wasn't a big big cheat. Like pizzas, like I used to rip the cheese off the pizzas. And wasn't a fan. But anyway, yeah. So when people come over and then like I know that they're not vegan or plant based or whatever. Like I just like to give them things that I know that they like or you know, but they it's an alternative mm. and they don't even know it they just eat it as normal and they're like oh what brand is this or what what not and I had this vegan cheese I think it was the um bio cheese from Coles and um it's like a coconut oil base I think like I said I'm not overly I'm just not into it especially when it's cold I'm like Ugh. Mm-hmm. just like coats my mouth but um he frosted it he was like what is this cheese
2: <laughs>
1: what cheese is this is this like craft and I'm like
2: Dude, no this is, this is coconut oil <laughs> yeah. he's
1: like this is the best cheese I've ever had that's what he said this wow. is the best cheese I've ever had and I was like
2: really they're really making food for, for everyone's palate that yeah. can be yeah, yeah.
1: and like or. I said that vegan like that processed stuff there's a time and place for it mm. it's not something that should be like a staple in the diet that you should eat every day because it is processed and they do have like oils and you know you You really want to stay away from like the hydrogenated like trans oils, like your vegetable oils and stuff like that because that's just super toxic. Like you just don't want like margarine, like vegan margarine or any margarine is quite – is vegan if you don't – if it doesn't have like milk powder or whatever it has in it. Just so toxic. Like you want to put margarine in your body, you're just putting – you're coating your cells with a toxic coating. Mm. It is horrible stuff. You're an if you're going to have margarine, I'd like, rather you eat butter, yeah. pure, pure, pure butter. I'd yeah. rather you eat butter than totally. eat margarine. It's just yeah.
2: disgusting. I feel like we could talk to you for days. Like yeah. you are such a wealth of knowledge. I've never covered so many topics in my life in oh, an hour. What are we up to? <laughs> um, but we're going to wrap it up with a little bit more of a future question. Yep. What does the future hold for Lonnie Jane? Oh, amazing things. <laughs> um, I'm feeling so good about
1: my future. I just I've really put in some hard work and I know that it's going to come the end. Like, it's just an exchange, isn't it? Like, the effort you put in, it's in exchange for what you get back. And um, what the effort that I've put in, like with my books and sharing with people, like, it comes back to me like in gratitude from people. Like, I just love it. I can't wait to meet all the people that are going to be there at the serotonin thing tonight so I can see their faces because you get that connection. Mm-hmm. Like this, like it's just yeah. you get to talk to people's face and not like over a screen in DMs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, a lot holds for my future. I So I'm releasing my two books hopefully next week.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: So, we'll put a link to it. Yeah, that would be, be good. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully next week um, if everything runs smoothly because there has been a little couple of little bumps in the road. And I'm working on some health tools for people to yeah accelerate their health and with all of the knowledge that i've shared with them through the books that they can use at home and um things like that so yeah i want to get my book in a hard copy but i want to try and do it in like um eco inks and like recycled paper without any plastic packaging which is really hard um just those sort of things like little projects and stuff in the works like I really want to collaborate with more people and just get out there and just like this like and I have been doing that I remember in um, Simon's podcast in Plant Proof I said the same thing and you know I went and did you know TV interviews and I you know I'm doing this other podcast and I'm I did all those speaking events last year and I just got myself out there and that's just what I want to keep doing. I just want to keep sharing the vibe with people and then it could just bounce off them to another person, to another person, to another person and just live my truth. And you know, it's just an exchange of energy. Like what you put in is what you're going to get out. And I know that my future is going to be so amazing because I've put in a lot of effort into where I am now and where I want to be. Oh my goodness, thank you so much. Honestly, we could literally speak to you all
0: day,
2: but I do. And mic drop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do want to make sure you get a nap in before your um, yeah. event tonight. But yeah, honestly, just cannot thank you enough for your time. I think that is one of the best conversations we've ever had. And it was just so fluid and natural and. If anyone actually saw the questions we drafted, I don't think <laughs> yeah. we even got through any of them. I know, I and think, you I think know we know that we sent you, we did yeah. um, But I just love that. And I love that we just had such a real and honest conversation. So thank you yeah. so much for so much of your time. And yeah, just so excited to see what the future holds. And please keep in touch so we can share all that you're doing. Most definitely. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review. For any products mentioned in today's show, please check the show notes below and hit the direct links. If you'd like to suggest a future guest, please follow at the healthy hustlers on Instagram and send through a direct message. Until next week, don't forget to invest in you.